Welcome to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind, brought to you by Old Firehouse School. This is Dorothy Stewart, and today we will talk about things that can be hard for all people involved. I have here with me Judy House, a director in Walnut Creek, and Alex Dutton, the director in Lafayette. And we want to talk about something that's not easy, and that's separations. Although Shakespeare said parting is such sweet sorrow, we all know that it's often very, very difficult. Because, as you all know, we are a school that's based on the theory of attachment, about that invisible bond that exists between you and your children to make them feel happy, safe, and secure, even when you're not there. This is a perfect topic for these two experts to talk to you about today. Alex and Judy, what are the main points that should be on people's minds when they think about the idea of separation from young children? We're going to talk about three things. First, bridging, and then next, how to feel connected when you're apart from each other, and lastly, emphasizing that you will always come back. Judy, can you explain a little bit about what you mean in terms of bridging? Sure. It's preparing the child for what's happening next. So if it's in the morning, you're getting ready to drop them off at school, you want to talk about somehow bridging them to their teacher, bridging them to the school, like, you know, you can tell teacher Mylise about that we went to the zoo and what your favorite animal was, or I wonder what, you know, Giti will have out on the art table, or to try to get them thinking and looking forward to what they're to do next. Sometimes when my husband has to go on a trip, the way we'll bridge that is explaining what's going to happen when Papa's on the trip. Like, oh, remember what we do when Papa's on the trip? We have pancakes for dinner one night, or we get to have dessert before we have dinner. And trying to get them to think about some of the positive things that you create in order to help the separation not be as hard. Or let's say both parents are going to be away and your child's going to be with grandma, trying to focus on what you'll do at grandma's house. Oh, I bet when you're with grandma, she'll love to play your favorite game with you. Or she would love to sing this song with you because she used to sing that song to me when I was a little girl. So helping them think about the positive things that will happen during the separation is what helps with making the separation not feel so awful or so scary creating a bridge to this new thing that's going to happen. So what about the concept of helping children feel connected even when you're not present with them, when you're separated from them? Something that we also do at our house when when we're not going to be together for a long period of time is we'll find ways to be part of each other's daily life even if we're not together. So my husband was on a trip and he left little notes that he wanted to put in the lunchboxes each day. So he had them labeled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it had a question on, you know, I wonder what you're going to do at school today or I wonder what the story is going to be that mom is going to tell you at bedtime tonight. So a way to have a conversation even if you're not together that was a little bit more work than he'd done in the past but it was really sweet and it really helped the children feel connected to him even if they weren't together. There are other simple things to do like leaving your favorite shirt that you just wore for your child if you're going to be gone for a long time or giving them a special bracelet or necklace like this is mommy's necklace that you get to wear while I'm gone. There are other sweet ideas to do are to read a story to your child and record it on your phone and then leave it for them to listen to with whoever they're staying with and so they can still get a bedtime story from you at night. Well at school too we have often family photos up in the classroom or in their cubbies where they can take them especially at nap time they you know tend to miss their families and they can have that visual image um, a concrete image of their families makes it a little easier. Also something we've heard that is super sweet 
is you can fill up their levees with hugs and tell them if you're missing me, you know, I filled up your teddy bear with 10 hugs so you can get some hugs from mama when you're resting or when you're at school. We also once had a toddler who was having a hard time napping and so we asked his mom to bring in, I think she brought in a hoodie and he would cuddle up with that because it smelled like mama and that would help him get comfortable at nap time. So I've noticed in the many years of doing this that when goodbye time happens, it can always be difficult and it really helps to have a ritual at school before you leave. I've had children who had to check their lunchbox with their parents. So you'd go through the lunchbox to make sure there was everything in there that they wanted. That was very comforting. We've had other children who had a special place in the room by the window where they would pretend to Eskimo kiss. We've had other children who actually had to have three Eskimo kisses before they left. Another thing often that happens at Old Firehouse School is that children like to be in charge so you can let them push you out the door. So that happens too at Old Firehouse School. All of these things have worked for different children with different temperaments, but you're welcome to try any of them. I love the pushing out the door one too because it's, I like some, some parents will overact like, oh my gosh, and like pretend they're about to fall down. So that's, so then the child also is leaving with kind of a, a grin on their face because they thought they were so strong they pushed their parent out the door. That's always been fun to see parents act that out. So we think it's always important to say goodbye to your children. Let's talk a little bit why that is. Children don't have a sense of time. So if you say, honey, I'll be back in 10 minutes or honey, I'll be back in two hours. For a two and three year old, that doesn't mean anything. And 10 minutes might as well be two days. So they don't have a sense of time. And they also, for a lot of children in preschools, they don't have people permanence. They don't know where you are when you leave and they have a hard time picturing where you're going. You've just kind of disappeared into a void, which can be very scary for children. Children also are not logical thinkers. They're not going to be able to understand, oh, just because my mommy said goodbye and says she'll come back, that she will come back. They are completely emotional beings. So saying goodbye and feeling sad is they're going to be overwhelmed by that. They're not going to be able to focus on the part about you coming back all the time. So while it's hard to say goodbye sometimes, especially when your child is having a hard time, it's really important to have them understand that you're leaving and also that you're coming back. And you can emphasize the coming back part of, I I love you so much. I'm going to come back and see you. I will pick you up after nap time or after snack time. So now they have a marker in the day that they can look forward to that's going to be more meaningful than saying, I'm going to pick you up at 3.30. But I think the other important point here is if you don't say goodbye and you just disappear, then they're going to learn to distrust you. You might just go in the other room and they'll think you'll be gone for two hours. They have to know that there's a marker when you say goodbye and that you're going to go away and you'll come back. Without saying goodbye, you could disappear at any moment as far as they're concerned. One of my best friends would do that at her child's daycare. She would just sneak out and she called me after a while asking why her daughter won't let her even go to the bathroom. And I, <laughs> when I finally got down to it, I said, oh, because you're sneaking out. And that's, that makes her think you're never going to come back or you could disappear anytime because she's not getting those reassurances from you that you're saying goodbye and you're coming back. So as hard as it may be to say goodbye and see those tears, you need to do that because otherwise then you're trapped to not being able to go anywhere uh, because your child will just be so fearful they could lose you any moment. 
those are all really helpful suggestions. Let's move on to a different area now. What about the reunion when you actually do come back to your child? Sometimes things don't go quite as you think they might at that moment in time. Sometimes upon reunion, your child will not be happy to see you or be as excited to see you as they were sad to say goodbye to you, which is very, very normal. The idea is that separation is hard from anybody. So separation from mom is hard, but separation from teacher or school or my friends is also going to be hard. And as a parent, that can sometimes not feel great when you come back after you've missed your child all day and they're not happy to see you. But that's, again, very normal. And it's just that they have to reconnect to you. It's not going to always happen instantaneously. When you've been gone for a long time, sometimes that means it will take even longer for them to reconnect with you than when you were just gone for a short time. There was a trip a couple of years ago that my husband and I took together. And when we came back to pick up my children from their grandparents' house, they cried because they were sad (laughs) that they had to leave grandma. And so it's like, well, I missed you guys too. But of course, they, you know, bounced back and eventually were happy to see us. But the initial reaction was, oh, you're already here. We don't want to leave Lala's house yet. So Judy, what if a child expresses negative feelings? We see that sometimes at school. And of course, it doesn't feel great for the parent when they come to pick up. Like Alex was saying, they've been at work all day. And then they come to get their child and they're like, oh, I want a dad to pick me up. And they get mad at you or they're crying. And and that's where bridging helps a little bit again, where you can say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry you want a dad to pick you up or mom or whoever. And we'll see them soon. They're waiting for us at home and we can go make taco salad for dinner or whatever it is and try to keep rolling and don't take it personally. That's the important part. So I hope with all these lessons, you can see that, of course, it depends upon the temperament of your child and the circumstances. These principles generally apply. Let's remember bridging. Let's remember feeling connected when you're apart, helping them feel that way. And lastly, to emphasize reunion. That you're always going to come back. That you're always going to come back. So, Judy, are there some books that parents might read to the children or for themselves to help with this process? Of course there are, Dorothy. (laughs) There's The Kissing Hand, which many families have at home and we have at school. The Invisible String is wonderful. And another one is Bye Bye Time. So thank you all for listening to this podcast on separation. We hate to say goodbye to you. (laughs) I'm so sad. Listen to us next time. Being a working parent means that I am always rushing to make sure things are done. You know what helps? The OFS Concierge Services. If I know my husband will be on a trip, I'll order dinner ahead of time and just take it straight from the OFS fridge when I go home with my child. One less thing to worry about. Or when I'm about to host a party at my house, I'll use Housekeeping Delphine to clean my house before or sometimes after the party. The best part is part of their fees go back to my child's teacher, who deserves so much. I love that I am getting a service and also giving back to her. Check out the OFS website at www.oldfirehouseschool.com to find out more about the concierge services, which include school lunches, nanny services, and a family photographer.